Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the Chinese government in 1952 and remained there until his death in 1972. Following his imprisonment, Witness Lee carried on this ministry in Taiwan and eventually in America and ultimately around the world. He served the Lord for more than 70 years before going to be with him in 1997. His major contribution was through a 21-year labor he called Life Study, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again, lsmradio.org. Radio.org. Now, here's our show today. In Matthew 8, the Lord Jesus spoke to one of his disciples, indicating that he had nothing, not even a home or a place to rest or lay his head. But then in the following verses, he unveils that what he did possess was absolute authority authority over the winds and the sea, authority over the demons, and even authority to forgive sins. This is our focus on today's life study of the Bible from the Gospel of Matthew, and Bob Danker has joined us once again. Welcome to the program again, Brother Bob. Again, it's a pleasure to be with you, Chris. Today, Bob, we come to the last verses in Matthew chapter 8 and the first few in chapter 9, and we want to look at three cases that reveal the authority that resided in the Lord Jesus when he walked on the earth as a man. What we're going to see today really displays that this man, though outwardly quite lowly, really, inwardly, was and is the King of Kings. Yes, Christ is the King with great authority. In the earlier program, we saw that although the Lord is the King, he did not have a place to lay his head. He said, the foxes have holes and the birds have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. This indicates to us that his kingdom is not a material kingdom. And that if we follow him as the heavenly king, we should not expect to enjoy material blessings. Actually, the king, the kingdom of the heavens is not material in the natural and physical realm. It is altogether something spiritual in the heavenly realm. So we need to realize this when we are following the Lord, that we are entering into a spiritual realm and we are following our heavenly king. Mm. Well, Bob... Uh I think this program has a lot of insight that may not be immediately available to us when we first look at these verses and these, uh, the ones like you read. But as it's unveiled today, I think our listeners are in for a, a real delightful treat. Let's join Witness Lee right now. We come to the authority of the king. It's really strange. The sequence of Matthew is always wonderful. Just right after the king talk in a way, indicating that he had nothing. He even didn't have a hole. He even didn't have a nest to rest. He had nothing. And he even won't uh, allow his followers uh, to do their dead duties. He had nothing. 
But right away, the record shows he had authority. He had nothing, but he had authority. He had no holes, no rules, no duty to do anything for the dead. But he had authority. This is quite meaningful. And his authority is expressed in triple aspects. Firstly, his authority is expressed over the natural situation, over the wind, over the uh, sea. Then his authority was manifested over the demons. And then his authority was exercised over the forgiveness of people's sin. What an authority. The authority over the natural situation, over the demons, over the forgiveness of people's sin. This is not an ordinary authority. This must be reckoned as something extraordinary. Now, the authority manifested over the wind and the sea. At that time, the wind was blowing, and the sea was troubling while Jesus and his disciples were sailing across the sea from this side to the other side. To do what? To cast out the demons. But before he did this, something in the air got to know this. And something under the sea, under the water got to know. They made all these troubles. What's something in the air? The fallen angels in the air. And what's something under the water? The demons. So when the uh, king gave the command, saying, stop, he gave the command, actually, not to the wind, neither to the sea, but to what? Fallen angels behind the air, behind the wind, to the demons, underneath the water. So the king gave the fallen angels and the evil demons the command to stop. And right away, they stop. And this is his supernatural authority. He who has no holes, no roost, no rest, nowhere to lay his hand has such a supernatural authority over the natural situation. He is fully qualified to be the heavenly king of the heavenly kingdom. Bob, this is really a remarkable sequence. You talked about this verse, verse 20, a minute ago, when the Lord tells the disciples, the foxes have holes and the birds of heaven have roosts, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Yet immediately, this one who has no place to lay his head goes on to display the unlimited authority that he had. The three cases that are shown here in chapters 8 and 9 seem to unveil three different levels of authority. What kind of authority is this, Bob? Well, although the heavenly king did not have a place to lay his head, what he did have was an extraordinary authority. And, of course, he is the king in the kingdom of the heavens. And for the establishing of the kingdom of the heavens, certainly this king needs to have authority. 
and he needs to have authority on many levels. So here in Matthew 8 and 9, we see that he has authority on at least three levels. And the first level of his authority is over the natural situation or the physical situation. Uh, Here, of course, the Lord and his disciples were crossing the sea, and the winds were stirred up, and the waves were pounding on the boat. Uh, But the Lord was sleeping there, but the disciples were worried, and they woke the Lord up. And it says here in Matthew that he rebuked the winds, and he rebuked the sea. And then it says they obeyed him. This shows us that the Lord not only has authority over the natural situation, but that also behind the natural situation, there is an unseen spiritual realm. Actually, the Lord was not only speaking to the winds and the sea. He was speaking to the fallen angels who move in the air above the earth and to the demons who live in the sea. These evil beings had come to know that the Lord was going to cross the sea to cast out a demon on the other side. So they stirred up the wind and the waves to prevent the Lord from crossing the sea. So when the Lord spoke to the winds and the waves, he actually spoke to them, the evil spirits, and they obeyed him. This shows the Lord's remarkable authority. And then as we go on, we will see the Lord has the authority over the demons to cast them out and to tell them even where to go when he casts them out. And he also has authority to forgive sins. So this kind of authority is needed in order for Christ as the heavenly king to establish and to set up on this earth the kingdom of the heavens. Bob, you referred to this uh, continuation of the story that reveals even a further level of his authority. That's the section we're coming to. It begins in verse 28 and continues for just a few. Let's, let's look at those. And when he came to the other side into the region of the Gadarenes, two possessed by demons met him as they were coming out of the tombs, so exceedingly fierce that no one was able to pass by on that road. And behold, they cried out, saying, What have we to do with you, son of God? Have you come here before the time to torment us? Now there was a good way off from them a herd of many hogs feeding, and the demons entreated them, saying, If you cast us out, send us into that herd of hogs. And he said to them, Go. And they came out and went into the hogs, and behold, the whole herd rushed down the steep slope into the sea, and they died in the waters. Another remarkable account, Brother Bob. Let's go back to Witness Lee. There has never been such a king on this earth who has such a super authority. After the stop of the storm, he crossed the sea and he went to gather up. And there he met the demons. So they entreated him. And the heavenly king answered their prayer. In brief, all got into the house. <laughs> I was so happy when I read this years ago. Why? Because, you know, the hacks or the shrines shouldn't be there. These are unclean things. These are things condemned by God. They shouldn't be there. But there are some people raising this kind of animal. Please don't think the Lord Jesus was mistaken. 
to damage people's profession. That profession, raising up the shrines, was dirty. So the Lord Jesus just destroyed that dirty profession, hoping that this one might be saved, turned to him. Of course, they did it. And now the Lord had no intention to destroy the profession, just to destroy all those dirty things. So all the demons, not only one, a flock of demons, they all went into the herd, the herd of the hacks. So all the hacks, what they did, they jumped into the water. The demons all agree with this because the water of the sea, according to the whole revelation of the Bible, is the lodging of the demons. The Lord Jesus not only cast out the demons from those people, but also clear off the hacks. The demon possessed got healed, and all the hacks got drunk, and the whole region got cured, and all the demons went back to their proper place. So the king's coming to this district made everything in order. So let it go. This is his authority. Well, Bob, there's obviously much more to this case than just a man being healed of his demon possession. The king's exercise of his complete authority set so many things into their proper order. Uh, Let's look at it from this opening sequence uh, to really get the picture, Bob. Why was even the presence of a herd of swine or of pigs an indication that the situation here in Gadara was far off and needed? the cleaning up of the king. Well, of course, as Witness Lee pointed out, in the Bible, uh, hogs or swine or pigs are unclean animals. And so the spiritual significance here is that the presence of these hogs, uh, they were being raised by the people of this territory, indicates that there were many unclean things there. And in order to establish the kingdom of the heavens, the king had to clear up the situation and remove all the unclean things. In addition to the hogs, uh, there were two men there who were possessed by demons. Of course, the demons, their proper place is the sea. They should not be occupying and possessing men. God created men to be filled and occupied and possessed by him for the kingdom of the heavens. But here we have a case where two men were occupied by demons. So the Lord, when he got to the other side of the sea here, his objective was to establish in that place the heavenly kingdom. So in order to do that, he had to put everything in its proper place. The demons were not in their proper place. They should not have been in these two men. They should have been in the sea. And, of course, these unclean hogs, they were unclean. They should not have been there because they don't belong there in the kingdom of the heavens. So what the Lord did is he just cleared up the situation and he set everything in order. First of all, he sent the demons, commanded them to go out of the men and into the hogs. And then the hogs with the demons went into the sea. This is a marvelous picture to show how the Lord cleared up the situation and he put everything in its proper place. Now, I want to uh, interject here 
that the sea is the temporary dwelling place of the demons. And at the end of this age, in Revelation chapter 20, it tells us that the demons eventually will be sent to the lake of fire for eternity. So the Lord has the authority to clear up everything that opposes and is contrary to God's kingdom. And he, he has this authority. We need to give him this authority in our own life so that all the demonic and unclean things, the Lord can remove them and set everything within us and in our life in order so that we may participate in the kingdom of the heavens. Mm. Well, Bob, we have a third case today that, uh, again, on the surface appears to be just the case of one with a physical affliction or impairment that the Lord could deal with, but actually it gave him an opportunity to reveal even another level, a higher level of authority. Let's go back to Witness Lee. In chapter 9, the forgiveness of sin is involved here. A man parleted, yet the Lord Jesus said to him, Be forgiven of your sin. Then the Pharisees heard this, and they said, This man, Jesus, blasphemed, because to their religious concept, God is the only one that has the authority to forgive people's sin. Now here's a man, just over 30 years of age, could say a word of forgiveness of sin. So to their concept, Jesus blasphemed God. By saying this, he surely assumed that he himself was God. To the Pharisees, Jesus blasphemed to Lord Jesus. He didn't blaspheme anything because he was God. He not only had authority over the natural situation, not only the authority over the demons, he had also the full authority to what? Forgive people's sins. In order to convince the Pharisees, the Lord Jesus checked with them. This checking surprised those evil Pharisees because, you know, they didn't say the word openly. You know, they were reasoning inside themselves. But the Lord Jesus saw their reasoning within. They didn't utter it, but the Lord Jesus saw it. Then the Lord Jesus said, why you have this evil thinking within you? And this indicates what? This indicates that Jesus is God. Here, this paralyzed man rose up and walked. Not only so, he rose up with what? With the bed. Formerly, the bed bore him, carried him. Now, he carries the bed. This was a strong proof that Jesus had the authority to forgive people's sin. Now, up to here, we all can see these cases put together 
give us a clear view. Who is this heavenly king? He is the one that has the authority over the heavens and over the earth and over the demons. And he has also the authority to forgive people's sin, to make people rise and walk. But even so, if we are going to follow him, we have to get ourselves ready, not expecting to have any material enjoyment. And we have also to ignore all the bad obligations, the dead duties. These portions put together give us a bird's eye view, a full portrait that we can see clearly who this heavenly king is. Well, Bob, this third case really reveals an entirely new level of authority. Of course, it's revealed in the context of his healing a paralytic man. But this case shows us a person with far greater authority than just being able to cast out demons or heal the sick, doesn't it? Yes, this case shows us a person who even has authority to forgive sins. And we know that, of course, that only God has that authority. So this shows us that the authority of the Lord is really the authority of God because the Lord himself is God. So he has the full authority to forgive sins. And also, as a man, he would die on the cross to take away those sins. So, as a man here on the earth, he had authority to forgive the sins of this man. And, of course, we mentioned earlier that the kingdom that the Lord came to establish is not in a material realm. It's a spiritual kingdom. And to enter into this kingdom, we need to have our sins forgiven. And we also need to be enlivened by the Lord. You know, this sick man, he was a paralytic. He couldn't walk. He couldn't do anything. He could only lay there on his bed. But after the Lord healed him, then he could rise up, he could walk, and even carry this bed. This is all a picture of how the Lord exercises his kingly authority to release us from our sins to heal us from all our spiritual infirmities so that we can be the citizens of his heavenly kingdom. And here the Lord said to the Jews, he said, what is easier to say your sins are forgiven or rise, pick up your bed and walk? The Lord didn't say which is more difficult. He said which is easier because to him all things are easy. But one was easier. It was easier for him to say, your sins are forgiven, than to say, rise and pick up your bed and walk. Bob, uh, what's happening to your appreciation of the Gospel of Matthew as uh, we go further and further into this life study? Well, this is a marvelous Gospel, Chris, and I encourage all of our listeners to uh, tune in to all the programs in this series. And in addition to listening each day, we hope that you take the opportunity uh, to contact us and receive for yourself these printed life study volumes that contain the messages in uh, much greater detail. This is an invaluable resource if you uh, have a heart to get into the riches in God's Word, one that uh, we cannot find another that we would recommend above, I think, Bob. That's right. Let me tell you our toll-free number for you to call. It's one eight 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 life study That's 888 543 Eight, eight. And when you call, 
Give us your comments, your questions, your input. Uh, that's always very valuable to us and helpful and also encouraging. We'd like to uh, also invite you to write to us if that's the best way for you to communicate. Our mailing address is Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Or send email to us to radio at lsm.org. Today, for Bob Danker, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. The focus of Living Stream is the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China in the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Witness Lee brought this ministry first to Taiwan, then later to North America and eventually to the entire world. For more than 20 years, he spoke these life study messages, unveiling how each book of the Bible shows God's eternal plan. God, through Christ, wants to dispense his life and nature into redeemed man so that man would become God's expression, enlargement, counterpart, and habitation. These studies go far beyond mere doctrine and unveil a personal, practical, and experiential Christ. In these short 26-minute programs, we summarize and condense Witness Lee's rich speaking. But to enjoy all the riches in these messages, we hope you'll visit our website at lifestudy.com. There, you can read all of the Life Study messages absolutely free of charge. You can even create your own Life Study reading schedule or download more Life Study audio programs just like this one, and all at no cost. Again, the website, lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening.